Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Time Out with Tyler. Today we are continuing a series we've labeled Mind Monsters. That's right, Mind Monsters. So let's jump right in. What are Mind Monsters? Mind Monsters are the negative thoughts that you have that convince you to not live the life that you truly want to live. Alright, just take it, uh, let's get a little deeper. They are the negative thoughts that convince us to not live the life that Jesus died to give us. These are negative thoughts uh, that invade our minds, right? They're not welcomed. We're not uh, really anticipating them. They just come and invade our lives. And these mind monsters are our enemy's way of convincing us to not do what we really want to do or what God has called us to do. We have to understand Jesus has died to give us life. Jesus died to give us an abundant life, a full life. But there's too many of us that are not experiencing this full life because we are believing the lies of our mind monsters. See, our our enemy will speak lies of insecurity, lies of fear, in in an attempt to stop us from experiencing the promises of joy, peace, fulfillment, and victory that God has made to us. So let's talk about our enemy. The the devil doesn't like you, right? It's funny we even have to say that. The devil doesn't like you. He doesn't want to be your your friend. He, 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 we have to understand this. He's not content with just letting you alone in hopes that you'll fail on your own. He wants to sabotage you. He wants to make sure that you fail. John 10, 10 says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his motive. That is his plan of action for your life. And he does this through our minds. So we have to rewrite the way that we think. We have to understand. We have to think about what we're thinking about. We have to understand the enemy's tactics are never physical, right? He's not going to try to roundhouse kick you to the face. He's going to bring the fight to your mind. So we have to be ready. That's why in 1 Peter 5, 8, we get this great bit of advice. It says, be alert and of sober mind, right? Be alert and of sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, our our enemy, he's like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour, but he's not even really sneaky about how he's trying to devour us. Now, if you've ever watched Animal Planet, right, and you've watched like a a lion stalking his prey, he does not roar at them, alerting this animal that he's about to attack. No, 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 he's very quiet. He's very still. And then he attacks at just the right time. But our enemy, he's roaring as he's looking for somebody to devour. And we know where he is trying to devour us. It's in our mind. Therefore, we have to be very cautious. We have to protect the way that we think, right? We have to think about what we're thinking about. Philippians 4, 8, 9 says this. He says, summing it up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. He says, think on things that are the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Do that. And God who makes everything work together, he will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Does does that not sound just amazing? God who works everything together, he's going to work you into his most excellent harmonies. harmonies. But first, listen, you have to fill your minds with the right thoughts so that there's no room for the enemy to come and create mind monsters. Because a mind monster gets its power if we can't think of a truth to overcome it. All right, so let let me give you an example. Uh, Maybe whenever you're a little kid, maybe you're trying to go to sleep at night, 
uh, out the corner of your eye, you see something move in your room and your imagination runs wild and you just know, you are fully certain that there is a monster in your room coming to get you. So now you are afraid, now you cannot sleep, you are, uh, you know, you are freaking out. The way you overcome that, that fear, that fear, uh, that lie of fear, is by using the truth to defeat it. The way we do this is, okay, we have to think logically. We have to use truth, right? We have to be alert and sober-minded. So what we do is we, we think it out. We say, okay, well, you know, actually, uh, outside my window, there is a tree, and the wind is kind of blowing pretty hard, and it's moving the branches on that tree. And there is a street light that shines towards my house. And so perhaps that monster in my room is actually just the shadow of a tree moving outside. And so now that you know the truth of what caused your fear, you're no longer afraid. The truth has defeated the lie of fear, right? So your understanding of the truth helps you defeat the lies of fear. So whenever you make it a point to only focus on positive thoughts, on true thoughts, thoughts that are worthy, you no longer give way to fall victim to the lies of negativity that our enemy is always speaking to us. So listen, you can't control the thoughts that pop into your mind, right? You, you're gonna think thousands of thoughts each day and you don't have control over what thoughts pop into your head. They just pop in whenever they want. But you do have control over which thoughts you decide to believe and act upon, right? You can't stop a negative thought from popping into your head, but you do have the power to say, no, 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 that's not true. That's not the truth. I'm going to beat this lie. I'm not going to act upon this lie. I'm going to continue to act upon God's truth. All right, so let's go to some scripture today. We're going to be looking in the book of Judges chapter 6. Uh, we see the children of Israel at this time in their life, they're kind of living a corrupt life. They're far from God. They're worshiping other idols. Uh, they're weak and they're vulnerable. And so their enemy, the Midianites, have taken them captive. Right, So basically what happens is uh, the children of Israel, they plant their harvest, they plant their crops to be eaten every year. And as soon as the harvest is ready, uh, the Midianites sweep in and they steal everything that the children of Israel have worked so hard to get for themselves. Now, does that sound familiar? Because that is exactly what mind monsters do. Mind monsters love to sweep in and steal everything that you have worked so hard to achieve. And they do that by lying to you. They do that by whispering insecurities into your mind. They make you feel too guilty to experience the joy that you're looking for. They make you feel too bad to ever experience the goodness of which you want to receive. You know, and listen, we, we can, we can kind of illuminate on this. Isn't it funny how things can be going so right in your life, but yet you still just can't feel that sense of happiness or joy? That's because a mind monster is telling you you don't deserve it. It doesn't matter how hard you've worked. It doesn't matter the sacrifices you've made. The mind monster will say you don't deserve this life. All right, so let's look at this man named Gideon in Judges chapter 6. When we pick up on Gideon, he's actually hiding out in a cave. He's hiding from the Midianites. In Judges 6, 12, it says this, The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you. Oh, valiant warrior. All right, so Gideon's hiding in a cave, yet the Lord shows up and says, hey, you're a valiant warrior. Gideon responds and he says, uh, 
if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord, he's abandoned us and he's given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord looked at him and said, go in your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? Now listen, God has just asked uh, Gideon a question, not because God does not know the answers, because Gideon needs to hear himself say the answer, right? Gideon needs to recognize true identity. That's what it was with what God is working on him. Verse 15 says, uh, he said to him, O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh and I am the youngest in my father's house. Look at how Gideon is describing himself. He's using negative words. He's using uh, negative connotations to describe himself. Verse 16 says, but the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. You shall defeat Midian as one man. So Gideon here, he's arguing with the Lord. He doesn't believe really what the Lord is saying. And why do you think that is? Why is Gideon so unconfident even when he is having a conversation with the the king of kings and the Lord of lords? The, The answer is because Gideon has mind monsters. He's allowed the enemy to tell him who he is for so long that he now no longer believes anything else. He has now fallen victim to believing the lies that he is weak, that he's not capable, that he'll never amount to anything. All right, so today I'm going to give you three areas where mind monsters begin to defeat us. Because if we understand where and when the enemy attacks, we can set up uh, forces to fight back. All right, so let's start with the first one. Mind monsters begin to defeat us whenever we allow our mental self-image to define us. Right? Whenever we allow our mental self-image to define us. Some of us have allowed our mind monsters to tell us who we are. And so now we see our lives as a distorted picture of reality. We no longer see who we truly are. We see a completely different image. So, so the enemy has lied to us so many times that we no longer see reality. We see a lie. Some of us see our very own lives through filters, right? If you ever read on social media, we don't understand what filters are. They, they, they make an image look different than it really is. But filters are not reality, right? They're fake. But so many of us, we're living out our life right now, viewing everything through a filter. Some of us have a filter of I can't. And so everything that we see, we automatically see it as I can't. Some of us have a filter of, I'll never be able to, or I'll never be good enough. Some of us are living life through a filter of pain or sadness or depression. Maybe you have a filter of confusion. Maybe you have a filter of anxiety. And so you don't see real life. You see life through a filter. But listen, we can change the way we look at ourselves. We can change the way we see life if we will remove the filters that the enemy has placed in our mind. So let's look at what God calls Gideon. Gideon, he's, he's a, a little scared man who's hiding in a cave from his, from his enemy. That's how Gideon sees himself. That's the filter that, that the mind monster has placed on Gideon. But look what God calls him. God calls him who he truly is. God looks at Gideon and says, you are a valiant warrior. Gideon is being called a valiant warrior even though he is hiding out in a cave. Listen, God, he, God won't call you who you think you are. God will always call you who you truly are. Gideon thinks that he is a scared little man, but God knows he is truly a valiant warrior. 
And so if God calls you to do something, if God calls you to be somebody, you have to believe it even if you can't see it because you're probably seeing life through a filter and not through reality. But God is speaking real life into you right now. So we have to remove the filter. When you remove the filter, you remove the fear, you remove the lies, you remove the anxiety, you you remove everything that is holding you back and you can go on and be who God has called you to be. All right. So another way we allow mind monsters to get the best of us, number two, is whenever we allow our past to program us. We allow what has happened in the past to program how we live today. So some of us, we've had a horrible past, bad relationships. Many have made bad life decisions. Perhaps you have a bad reputation for what you've done in the past and that goes before you. You know, a lot of people, they just can't seem to overcome their past. And the reason is because their mind monsters always bring it back to their attention, right? And so they simply can't move on. Oh, they've asked God to forgive them. They've repented and they've done all of that. But for some reason, it just keeps coming back. But Isaiah 43, 19, I love this scripture. It says, see, I am doing a a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He says, right now, God is doing a new thing in your life. And then they ask this question. They say, do you not perceive it? Because listen, you can't perceive what God is doing in your life right now if you're so fixated on what has happened in the past. God wants to do something new through you right now, but he can't do that if you're so stuck on remembering and thinking about all the wrong that you've done in the past. Your past is in the past. It doesn't define you. You can be made brand new. The Bible assures us God's mercies are new every single day. So we cannot allow mind monsters to use what is behind us to to hinder what God is placing in front of us. All right, let me give you an example. I'm an anxious driver. Uh, I can be very impatient uh, whenever I'm driving. I, I dislike slow drivers. Uh, if you drive under the speed limit, I think there uh, you are absolutely insane. It's pretty weird. Uh, but I really hate whenever you're at a red light, the light turns green, and the car in front of you does not go. Like maybe they are fixated on their phone and they have not realized the light is green. I'm just like kind of like, okay, uh, pay attention, bro. Look, the light is green. Let's go. Green means go. Come on, we gotta get this, man. Let's go. I'm trying to get somewhere. But what I hate even more than that is whenever you are the one who is the front car at the red light and like 0.2 seconds after the light turns green, you haven't even had time to take your foot off the brake and go yet. The car behind you is like honking like a raging maniac, right? And you're just like, are you kidding me? Like you didn't even give me a chance, man. So so if that happens to me, I, I get pretty frustrated. I'm just like, oh, you're gonna learn today. I'm like, hey dude, I'm a preacher and I'm about to teach you some patience, okay? Patience is a fruit of the spirit and I can tell you don't have no fruit, right? You got some toot in your horn right now, but you don't have any fruit in your heart. And so what I do is I just kind of sit there and I stare at them in my rear view mirror and I'm just kind of letting them know like, hey, I hate you. (laughs) That was very rude of you to honk at me so abruptly. But in all honesty, you know what I'm doing? You know what I'm doing? This This is the reality. I'm allowing something behind me to prevent me from going forward where I really want to go. I'm allowing something, a hindrance that is behind me that has no control over me, but I'm giving it control over me because I'm not moving forward where I truly want to go. 
Listen, there are some of us who are allowing something or someone who is behind us, who is in our past, who who no longer has power over us, but they are preventing us from going where we're supposed to be going. God has given you a green light. He's saying, hey, let's go. Today is a new day. Let's go. But far too many of us are not experiencing that life God is providing us because we are too preoccupied on what is in the past. Listen, what is in the past should never have the power to predict your promise. God wants to do something new in your life. No matter what the lie the mind monsters whispers in your ear, God can make you a new creation. He can set you free. And the Bible is clear. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. The enemy, the past has no power over you. You are free. So here's some instructions for mind monsters whenever they put these thoughts into your mind. 2 Corinthians 10.15, it says, We can demolish arguments of every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We can take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what does that mean? That, That means that we should evaluate every thought that pops into our head, every lie the mind monster tries to tell us. We have to look at it and determine, is this thought in line with what God says? Is this thought, is this thought of what I am trying to do, is it in line with the true nature of God? And if it is not, take it captive and throw it away. Toss it out. Don't waste another moment of your life being held hostage to a lie. Listen, you can get locked down in a stronghold from the mind monster, right? And strongholds are just that. They are strong. But what, how, what do you do, though, if the thought is in your mind, right? You, you, you can't, like, fight back. You can't get physical with a thought that's in your mind. So what do we do? Because we understand the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Listen, you have to, you have to take it captive. You got to throw it out. See, Gideon and all the people of Israel, they're living in strongholds. They have been taken captive by fear. And and listen, I wonder what you're living in right now that God has called you to conquer. But you haven't conquered it because you've believed the lies of the mind monster. God has called you to conquer something, but but you're talking yourself out of going to battle. You're talking yourself out of defeating that stronghold because you're believing a lie. God calls Gideon to conquer the very thing that has conquered him. And his first thought was, I can't. That's a a stronghold. Strongholds are strong. So how do I fight them? Listen, you have to replace them with something stronger. The word of God and his truth. The truth is stronger than, than any lie. So when the mind monster tells you a lie, you have to fight back with the true word of God. Here's some great weapons to help you fight back. All right, here's some great weapons to help you fight back. So remember, you don't have to go pick a fight, but if the enemy picks a fight with you, you can have some boldness, you can stand your ground, and here's some great weapons. When the enemy tells you you can't, you can say, oh, no, 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 my God says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When the enemy says that's not possible, you'll never be able to do that, you can say my God tells me that nothing is impossible, right? When the the enemy tries to tell you that you're a nobody, that you'll amount to nothing, you can say, I am more than a conqueror. When the enemy says, oh, where's your God? It seems like he's abandoned you. You can say, no, my God is always with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Here's some weapons. I am royalty. God says I am chosen. God says I have a future. God says nothing can stop me. God says I am 
free. I am redeemed. I am created on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right? Those are weapons that you can use to, to, to take captive those negative thoughts. Whenever Satan tries to say, oh, shame on you. Look at the life that you've lived. You can say, oh, no, no shame off of me. I may have failed, but I am not a failure. I have received the grace and mercy of Jesus. I have been made new. I am not living a life of shame any longer. Listen, you got to get some fight in you. You got to be prepared for this battle. That's why God was talking up Gideon. Gideon, God knew Gideon was about to have to go to fight. He says, hey, bro, you're a valiant warrior. You need to start seeing yourself as a warrior because you're about to go to war. The same is true for me and you. We got to get some fight in us. We got to get his word in our spirits because we're in a fight. We're in a battle. With the battle, it's already won. We just have to show up and fight, but you'll never show up to fight if you think you're going to lose. But you're not going to lose. You're more than a conqueror. You're stronger than your enemy. Get some fight in you. Lastly, number three, third way the mind monster tries to defeat us is whenever we allow our atmosphere to infect us. When our atmosphere infects us. Hey, have you ever been around somebody who is always just talking negative things? Like they're always speaking negatively. You could be having a good day and you just spend in just a moment with this person in conversation and, and now that negativity has come upon you and now you're speaking negative, right? You can walk up and you say, hey man, how's it going? They're like, oh, everything is horrible. This is the worst day ever. Uh, my job's bad. My boss is mean. Nothing ever is going good in my life. And now their negativity has infected you. And now you're like, yeah, 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 life is not very great for me either. And you walked up being so positive, but you were infected with an atmosphere of, of negativity. Listen, we have to be cautious of who we surround ourselves with, who's in our group, who's in our environment. We need to separate ourselves from people who are always trying to bring us down with negativity. And we need to surround ourselves with people who are always trying to lift us up with positivity. We need real friends. We need loyal friends. We need some people who in our lives who will go to battle with us. We need some people who will help us conquer the enemy, who will help us tear, tear down strongholds. So let me ask you, hey, who's in your group today? Because listen, whenever you change your environment, you can change your life. If you're sick and tired of being negative, hey, if you'll change your environment from a negative environment to a positive environment, you'll change your life. When you change what comes in, Hey, listen, when you change what comes into your life, you change what comes out. So if you put the word of God and his truth in, into your life by reading the word and praying and meditating on the word, listen, that word that comes in, that word's going to come out as well. If you put his promises in, his promises will come out. But listen, if you only put negativity in, negativity will always come out. But if you surround yourself and fill yourself with positive people, with a positive atmosphere, you'll be infected with positivity. And that will come out whenever you need it the most. So look what happens with, with, with Gideon whenever he changes his environment and his surroundings. Gideon gets out of the cave. In the cave, he thought of himself as small and, and a nobody. He, he was scared and had fear. But when he got out of the cave, the environment changes. And now he rallies his people. They don't really know what's going to happen, but it didn't matter. All they had to do was block out mind monsters and trust God. And everything changed. Change your environment, you will change your life. Listen, this isn't some 
self-help talk or some hype that I'm trying to just get you all happy with. Listen, this is real. This is real life. There is a holy God who, who loves you so much that he wants to give you a life and a purpose far beyond anything you can imagine. But our enemy knows this. He's going to try to sabotage you. He's going to try to rob you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's bringing the fight to your mind. You need to have some truth stored up to fight back when the enemy brings the fight to you. Listen, you're stronger than you think you are. If you don't think you're strong, it's because you're believing the lies. It's because you're believing lies of insecurity. Read the Word of God. See who God says you are. That is the truth. That is your true identity. Remove your filters. Remove the negativity. Remove the lies. Quit thinking that the lies are truth and see the truth for who He is because the truth will set you free. A mind monster is just the thought. That's all it is. It's just the thought. You have the power to fight back. Listen, guys, I'm praying for you. All my listeners, I'm praying for you. I'm hoping God is just doing great things on this journey that we call life. I hope that you're able to be who God has called you to be and do what God has called you to do. Hope you have a blessed day. Be sure to tune in next week for part three of Mind Monsters. I love you. God bless.